Coming up on episode one of Off Air with Joe and Oral, we get caught up on life in this weird baseballist world. And when baseball gets started, what's it going to look like, Joe? We got to talk about that. And there's a lot of crazy ideas out there. And so we'll get Dave Roberts' thoughts as well. That's actually something we're going to do every week right here on Off Air. All that and more coming up on episode one. Fly ball to center field and deep. Back goes Hanson at the wall. It's happened. It's happened. There are people in the stands today. They're going to talk about this the rest of their life. I was there when. Who cross checks Google? Uh, Jeeves. <laughs> What a circus. So this is really happening. We are really doing a podcast and we are calling it Off Air. That was your idea, Oral. Off Air with off Joe. Off Air Oral. with Joe and Oral. Can you I came up with it? the Joe and Oral part, but you came up with the <laughs> Off Air. I came up with on the artwork. Let's use our signatures. And somebody on Twitter said it looks like Joe and Dad. Did you it see is. that comment? It is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shut Double up. Double meaning on it. Hey, so I came to you about a month ago. Yeah. Maybe a little more than that. Yeah, I, I don't had, know. Time I had some is weird serious right now. cold feet. You did. I said, hey, we should do a podcast. And this is something that we've talked about before, just right. very briefly, you know, the uh, last year or two. And we've had people ask us, you know, would you guys do a podcast? We never really put a ton of thought into it, but then this whole thing happens, and there's this awful void. We're all sitting here wishing we had more sports and wishing we had baseball. What do we do? And I said, hey, we should think about this. Your initial reaction was, hell yeah, let's do it, right? <laughs> no, that was not my initial reaction. <laughs> my initial reaction was, hmm, okay, that sounds like work. But you know what? The more you guys talked about it, the more I went around and listened to more podcasts, the more I thought, you know what? This is going to be fun. And then my second thought really was, this is a way we need to serve the fans right now. And so as far as what we're going through, I think it's really, really important that we start this now. And uh, hopefully the response we got when we started advertising it was so good. That gave me more confidence that this is going to be good and fun. And and so far, these, uh, these first three minutes with you have been great. <laughs> I think we should just hang it up right now. You know, yeah. let's go out on top. Perfect. So, so what are we going to be doing on this show? I think, I think folks are probably curious. Just going to be Joe and Oral, you know, shooting the breeze for an hour. Not necessarily. Obviously, we're going to shoot the breeze. Yeah. We're going to catch up. But we want to give you useful information. We want to give you the best that we know at this point. We're going to have Dave Roberts on with us each week. Uh, yep. We can't wait to talk with him this week and every week moving forward. Is this something that's just during the quarantine? We don't see it that way. We see this being something that uh, we can do moving forward. And, and I think especially once we get back to baseball, back to real life, that's especially going to be insightful to have the skipper on each week. Yeah, that was one of the things that definitely put me over the top because I'm like, you know, for us to sit down and talk for 45 minutes to an hour and 15, depending on how the conversations go, I think all of a sudden we might run out of material. But, you know, when we started advertising this and all of a sudden people out there found out we were going to do it, 
you know, people started reaching out to us, like, how can I be a guest? I want to help out. And Dave Roberts was the first, of course, but Andrew Friedman has said, you know, he'd come on with us. I know Dino Ebo will. I know Bob Guerin will. And I've had players reach out and say, hey, good luck. And hey, can't wait to come on with you. So this is going to be a lot of fun, not only from just you and I, but uh, from all the people that we touch. Yeah, and I think that that is, as this thing goes on, there are only so many people in baseball and involved with the Dodgers. We see this being a podcast not just about baseball and about the Dodgers, but you know, we both love food. Maybe we have a chef yep. on. We both love the entertainment industry. Maybe we have an actor on. We, we just want this, I think, bottom line, we really do, and, and I think hopefully this comes off when you, when you guys flip games on and listen to us, we love hanging out with each other. We love the time that we spend together. Yep. Seven and ten each night when you listen to games, there's nowhere we would rather be. And we figured that this would be another way for you, know, you guys to kind of sit there with us and, and enjoy hanging out with us the way we enjoy hanging out with one another. There's, there's things that come up in a game that we want to get deeper, but we can't because the game continues and moves on. And then there's things that come up in life. Like, I love football or basketball or anything on TV if I know the actors or I know the participants. And I think this is a way for people to get to know us better. Not that we want to get our brands bigger or we want to expose ourselves and gain something from this. We really feel like uh, I think the listener is going to gain from it because that's the way I have a deeper relationship with other sports and other people when I get to know them. And I hope people get to know us more. Going to get you to swear on a microphone? Can we do that at some point on the podcast? That'd be fun. Because um, I don't not even right know. now. Let's ease into it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to go there. I don't swear very much. That's true. You don't. <laughs> you know. So that's what's really of... weird. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, an f bomb here and there. I don't know. That's Ooh, that might be a little heavy. Yeah. I think that this is linked on Dodgers.com, so we'll Let's, keep the f bombs out. Well, yeah, yeah, and I, there's probably going to be twelve year olds listening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oral, what are you doing, man? I miss you. Oh, what you know is what? going on? I mean, if we're world? on video right now, we moved into a new house back in November, and I have an area where I decided to take what could have been an office and what could have been a guest suite, and I gutted the guest suite and I gutted the office, and it's one big L room. And so I am sitting right now in what will be someday a little tiny theater in our house and my office. It'll be a combined kind of man cave thing. So I have rigged up a, a office here, a fake office for right now, uh, because during this quarantine, we're doing a lot of stuff like, you know, hey, can you send me a video to promo this for me? Hey, can we do this Zoom broadcast with the other broadcasters and, and go over some stuff? So I had to kind of feel a little bit more comfortable. So that's where I'm doing the podcast from. So I've been doing that, getting this organized. We've been doing a lot of cooking, which I know you do. and. You know, a lot of watching TV and doing a few of my uh, exercises to kind of stay in shape. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Exercising. <laughs> I know uh, we're going to get into that with Dave Roberts a little bit in yeah. just a few minutes. I don't want you to spoil uh, that exercise plan. Everybody has their <laughs> paper and pencil out. Oh, I'll I want you to write down what, how, how to look like Oral Hershey. You could put it on a post-it note, what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't have to write that small yeah. uh, for it to fit. Yeah. What? This is, I mean, it's unprecedented what yeah. sports are going through, what the world is going through. Yeah, you you sure and I have is. talked a little bit about just kind of some of the emotions that come with it. Like, what are you feeling on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, right? At the beginning of the lockdown, that's what I call it, uh, 
it was ebbs and flows. And I felt, I felt depressed on some days. I felt bad. I'm checking in with, you know, friends and family and everybody around the country and seeing how they're dealing with it. Uh, and then now it's turned into kind of, this is the new normal. And it, yeah. it feels like you have to have a schedule that you need to really put yourself out. I'm so glad that we're doing this podcast, all the work that we put in it to get to this point. And then all the other things that we're doing with the Dodger broadcasters and with the organization to kind of keep up the speed and, and figuring out how we're going to keep baseball relevant. Here's a tough thing. It doesn't it feel like we've been in this, as you call it, lockdown is Mm-hmm. Many call it the quarantine. It feels like yeah. we've been here forever, but it's yeah. only been a few weeks. Yeah. And it, it, it was interesting at the beginning for us that, you know, the dates kept changing, but uh, I kind of understood what the president was doing. I understand what the communication from the CDC was doing, which was they don't want to then come right out at the beginning and say, hey, this could be three months and all yeah. of a sudden scare everybody into a panic. They, they want to say, okay, we're going to, we're going to quarantine people. We want you to self-quarantine. Okay, it's 14 days, and then we'll see where we're at. And they kept kind of moving the, moving the line on us. But I think in some ways, that's what you do as an athlete. That's what you do as a person when you set goals. You don't go out in your driveway and they dump a big dump truck of dirt, and you got to move it from the driveway to the backyard for some project you're doing, and you don't think about, i got to do that all at once. You do it like one shovel at a time. You do it one wheelbarrow at a time. And I think that's what this timeline to me has felt like. It's give us different hurdles, different goals to kind of get over. Don't show us the big pile of dirt that needs to get moved right away. You know what it's done for me is given me a greater appreciation for some of the things that I think that I am guilty of taking for granted. You know what I would give to go out to a restaurant and just have a simple meal right now (laughs) to go to go sit in a restaurant and feel the vibe of the place and have a cocktail and have some awesome food and, and hear the buzz of the conversation and stuff that we know we enjoy, but I can tell it's gone. And the same thing with just simply hanging out with friends. What I would give to mm-hmm. sit there with you and have an old fashioned or have a glass <laughs> of wine. And you went right where I was going to go when you said, go have a cocktail. I'm like, oh, yeah. an old fashioned. We don't have to say a cocktail. We can say yeah. old fashioned. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's, you're right. That's one of the things we do on the road trips, right? I'd love to mm-hmm. be on a road. I mean, every day, when after every three days, Dana goes, okay, um, you're supposed to be in St. Louis right yeah. now. Right. Oh my gosh, you know what? We had that reservation in San Francisco. We'd be we out did. to dinner with Joe and Libby. Out on, yep. you know, There's going to be a national game, and you guys weren't going to be working, and we would be out to dinner. And- we had this wonderful weekend planned, folks. So yeah. uh, nothing we love more than doing the games, obviously, but... It's always nice when you get a night off in a city. And the first road trip in San Francisco this year, it was day game Friday. First of all, we would travel on the off day Thursday. So we would get in in time for dinner Thursday night. Friday was a day game. We'd be done in time for dinner. Saturday was a day game, done in time for dinner. Sunday was Sunday night baseball, which means we're off. It was on ESPN exclusively. We were, we were fly. going to do some serious damage. We were going to Wayfair Tavern on Friday night. We we're going to take our entire TV yeah. production crew. We were both bringing our wife, so Or right. was bringing Dana. I was bringing Libby, and then we had a reservation Saturday night to go out just the four to, of us to Quince, wasn't it? Uh, what's the sister restaurant? Uh, the Italian place. Yeah, right. What was it? Oh, that's terrible because I was the one that picked it. No, I'm yeah, not remembering did. the name. I'm going to look it up really quick. Technology. Oh, I like it. Quince, Way to go. sister, restaurant. Yeah, Quince is the... Uh, the Catonia. Catonia, yep. Thank right? You. 
Yep. Yeah. I've eaten there probably a half a dozen times. Unbelievable homemade pastas, unbelievable salads, great place. And in time, we'll be back. Yeah. Dodger fans don't want to hear us talk about how great San Francisco is, but no. we're just talking about the food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good food city. Good food yeah. city. Um, in terms of baseball, mm-hmm. I wish that we had more that we could give people, like inside info. Here's the thing, though. I don't know if anybody has inside info because everything is contingent on how this virus ultimately gets handled, and nobody can possibly know. Only God knows what the timeline is. We can look at models and everything, but only yeah. God knows what the true timeline of this thing is. And everything that follows, baseball and everything else, it's contingent on that timeline. Yeah, it's really been interesting to hear how much people love baseball on our Instagram and Twitter accounts and different things. You just, people miss it so bad and we want it so quickly. And But every plan that, I'm sure we're going to go over this with Dave when he comes on, but every plan is all contingent upon when. Because you probably get the shorter the possible season, you probably get more creative. The longer the possible season and the number of games you play, you maybe get less creative. So, and then if you think about all of the things that you have to do to make sure people are safe from the fans to the players, to the trainers, to the broadcasters, to everybody involved in the game. And then if you're going to make them safe and there's quarantine involved, where you just get to go to the park, do your thing, and then perform on television and then come back. How do the players stay together with their families? That, that's going to be a long road trip if you were to do that for 30 to 45 days. Yeah, and, and right now you're hearing it's leaked this week that Major League Baseball, one of the plans they've considered, and Major League Baseball has come out and said, this is not the plan, this is something we've considered, but... That plan would be playing all the games in Arizona, having all 30 major league teams quarantined in Phoenix and using the, the spring training facilities there, using Chase Field, maybe using Arizona State to play mm-hmm. the entire major league schedule. Basically, in, I mean, they're using the word biosphere, like in, yeah. this, in this science bubble, play the baseball season. It would be, uh, it would be <laughs> a one-of-a-kind of experience. It would be... Absolutely amazing if they can pull that off. Uh, I think about the temperatures in Arizona. I think about will there be day games and night games. I think will the games all go on at the same time. So then as you're televising every game, do you televise them all live or do you hold them for the next day and the next day? How do you? I I don't think you can do that in this day and age. Yeah, you you just have to go with it. Yeah, And then how do you keep kids from trying? You know, you're going to have to have security around these ballparks because people are going to want to come and see it. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to have to keep people back from a Major League Baseball game that they're like, this is one reason to break quarantine because there's a Major League Baseball game going on a mile from me. And that's another question. Who is in that quarantine? Who makes the cut? Because right. when, when you think about our traveling party, if you're going to let every Major League team's full traveling party, you're not talking just 25-man rosters and 5 to 10 coaches. No. You're talking like 75 people? Oh, and they were talking about 50-man 50, 50 rosters because if there's injuries or if all of a sudden somebody gets the virus and then they have to be down for 14 days until they test negative. And, and the heat. If you're going to be playing heat. in the heat, you need yeah. longer mm-hmm. rosters. And then you're going to have probably a shortened spring training. So now you've got to protect the pitchers and protect the players. You've got to have other people around. And it's, gonna, it's, it's a lot bigger equation 
than just playing a baseball game and going, okay, stay six feet apart. You know, they're talking electronic strike zones. They're talking about all kinds of stuff because of the relationship between the umpire hovering over the catcher's, uh, you know, right shoulder or left shoulder, depending on the hitter. It's a, it's a, it's a big equation with uh, a lot of consequences. They actually talked about not using the dugouts. They'll have the players right. sit in the stands six feet apart. And like, I mean, I can just picture Dave Roberts calling and have Matt Beatty, we need you to pinch hit. And he steps up over Edwin Rios and stumbles out of row four to walk on down the steps to go into the on-deck circle and, and pinch hit. And I, I'm not trying to like make fun of the idea. No. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around what this would potentially look like. Well, and it's just another reminder of how wacky this world is we're in. Think about what's behind that. What's behind that normally is Matt Beatty down in the Dodger locker room, visiting or home locker room, running, sprinting, doing his stretching, going to the cage, which has a television monitor that shows who's warming up in the bullpen that he might face, hitting in the cage, getting ready, Bob Guerin or somebody sending a message back to him, yeah, you're going to be the third hitter if we don't score, or this happens in the game. And then him coming back out to the dugout with a, a mild sweat already worked up, his, he's got his swing down, and he j- hops out of the dugout and goes to the on-deck circle, and Dave Roberts points him into the game, and he walks up to the plate. You're going to say he's not going to get to do any of that, but he's going to be sitting in the stands? Now you're risking injury with that guy. He's not I mean, Maybe they go up he's to the concourse. Ready. I'm not even kidding. Maybe you yeah. go up to the concourse and run sprints there, and you, you have a, a net set up where the peanut stand used to be, and you take yeah. your hacks in there. Like, it seems well, like everything is on the table, and that's the point. Everything yeah. needs to be on the table because – you may be looking at this crazy scenario we're talking about. You can poo-poo it all you want, but what if that is the only way? What if that is the yeah. only way to get a season in? And nobody's said that yet, but I think we all kind of see, right? We're going to need to do some crazy things in order to make this happen. Yeah, we are definitely are. And, uh, you know, I was so looking forward to the All-Star game, and I knew that was going to be a busy week for us, but a most exciting time for baseball and all the city of Los Angeles and, and Dodger Stadium being renovated and the new center field entrance and the multiple elevators going in. And it's, it's just, it's been, I can't take myself there very often because I, I get so disappointed about what we're missing out on, but the anticipation is going to start to grow. And to think if we could be in Arizona for a whole baseball season and then Dodger Stadium next year, to think about 2021 is when we walk through center field and the new center field gate, the new front door to Dodger Stadium. It's, it's a long way off, but it's something to think about. How low can you go in terms of number of games? Uh, I think a half a season, you could still say that there's room there to call somebody a champion and to, to have a playoffs. I think you'd, you'd just probably think about how do you qualify for the playoffs. It might be some depth there. Uh, you, you start thinking about neutral sites for playoffs and for World Series, possibly because of weather, because you're yeah. going to be probably deep into November. And uh, then, you know, you get deep into November, uh, then all of a sudden there's negotiations <laughs> with the networks as far as what sport you're going to put on, because the sports overlap basketball and football and baseball and hockey and they all but they all overlap but they don't overlap in a way that they really encumber each other but uh but who knows what those sports are going to look like right i mean exactly baseball is probably the the most distant as far as safety and health 
as far as this virus is concerned. I mean, you, you can't see uh, hockey as close in the hitting that they do and the exchange of sweat as they contact each other the same way, of course, in football and in basketball is probably the worst. I mean, the way they guard each other and the least amount of clothing on and they're right up there in each other's face and they're yelling to each other on defensive calls and things and the sweat it's like holy smokes they're they're gonna there might be a long way off yeah yeah i mean it's, it's just crazy and we could run through scenarios all day and i know smarter people that are a lot smarter than us are and we yeah. just continue to sit here and kind of refresh twitter and hope for updates hope for positive updates and let's not lose sight of the fact that Baseball is a very small part of what we're dealing with in the yes. world right now. So, yeah. you know what? We want baseball back, and I think it would be an amazing thing for America to have baseball to latch on to. But what would be amazing for America is if, and the world is if we can get this thing figured out and get a vaccine and yeah. get people healthy and get back to normal. And baseball, hopefully, is part of that. But let's not lose sight of the, the bigger picture of it, you know? For sure. I mean, people that are listening to this, probably every single one of them knows somebody that either's had the virus and maybe, you know, pray for the fact that they might have lost somebody. And so uh, you're right. We're we're here right now on this podcast to entertain and to inform and, and to be together and hang out and have people get a piece of our lives. But you're right. There's a, there's definitely a bigger picture. I feel like we've been heavy. I, you know, like... I, but it's a tough time. We're honestly, I feel like you and I are kind of doing therapy just having this discussion. <laughs> it's kind of. I'm definitely heavier. <laughs> yeah, as far as well, heavy that's why you get topic. back on the Peloton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to get, get working out oh again my. if you're heavier. God, I look down. Um, I, I think I got a Buddha body sometimes. I have my Buddha belly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got to watch it. Um, more sit ups. Why don't now? Actually, you know what? Sit ups. They say, like, if you're trying to target belly fat, sit-ups yeah. are not the way to do it. Really? What should I do? High-intensity interval training would be a good place to start. Okay. But, like, yeah, just doing, you're strengthening your ab muscles if you're doing right. sit-ups, but, but you're not shedding fat, per se. Right. You're not shedding a, a Buddha belly. What you need to do is really crank up your body's furnace. by High-intensity interval training is, for example, 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, really right. high intensity of a given exercise. And then you do it again and again and again. So you get your your heart spiking, and yep. then you bring it back down, and you spike it. You know, you're. I'm I'm talking to a pro athlete. No, no, here. it's you okay. Know. I used to do it on the Versa climber in the day. Yeah, you know, I right. I would sprint on, sprint off, and uh, had my music kind of timed that way too. And it was, uh, it definitely works. We're gonna have a few staples on this show each week. Um, one of them. So when we get to Dave Roberts in a bit, we're gonna have a top four list each week. Maybe you folks can send us some ideas of. Top four list. It can be anything. What do you want to hear our top four of? We're also going to do something that's going to make sure that, because we talk about being heavy right now, and it's kind of a heavy world to live in right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to finish this first segment each week, and we're going to start Dave Roberts' visit each week with the best thing I saw this week. What was the best thing you saw this week, Oral? Claire and Dad. Claire and Dad singing, You've Got a Friend in Me uh, from Toy Story. It's a uh, a young dad and about, I would say, his four or five-year-old daughter, and they are sitting there, and he's playing the guitar, and uh, she's singing right there with him. It's, it was heartwarming. It was hmm. really, really heartwarming, and people can find it if you look it up on Twitter or on Instagram. It's there. It was on the Today Show, too. Can you tweet it for us? I can. 
I'm not going to yeah. do it right Don't now because I'm old and I can't do things twice. Well, I can't do two things at once. Also, as people know, this is recorded. Right, this podcast. So you don't want to post it now and be like, "Here's what we're talking about." People are going to be like, "I have no idea what you're talking about," <laughs> since this is recorded and not live. Uh, you give this heartwarming thing. I feel a little cold-blooded, a little robotic here. But the best thing I saw this week: How about full distribution of Sportsnet LA, Directv, yeah. and AT and T picking up the network now? 100 percent of the footprint can get the games. Yeah, that that's absolutely fantastic. And we needed some good news, and this has gone on long enough. And finally, they got it. You know, we've been through mergers. We've been through stuff with the government. It has not been the Dodgers didn't want it. It has been that everybody's been trying to get the businesses together, and they finally got it done, and it's fantastic. Can't wait. Now let's get us some games to put on that network, huh? Yeah, you that would be. Alana, we can go like, announce them, talk about them. It'll yeah. be, be a heck of a time. It's going to uh, be exciting. It's time for Dave Roberts. All right, Dave Roberts, what is the best thing you saw this week? Well, I saw a few things, guys. Um, I, I saw a dog playing, uh, helping in a, in a volleyball game. Uh, these two girls and their father needed a fourth, and I saw this lab literally <laughs> playing two-on-two. Two. It was unbelievable. The dad would set the dog up, or the dog would set the dad up for the spike, and they kept this rally going. That was pretty cool. Um, I, I saw um, Joe Kelly sent me a, a crazy workout at home with his uh, pregnant wife with twins uh, coming. So he was very creative in what he did. That was pretty cool. Um, I saw John. And the last one is I saw John Krasinski, the guy from the office. Yeah, uh, He's got his little show. And uh, he had the Hamilton cast with, uh, you know, what's it, Lynn manuel Yeah, um, yeah. And the whole cast sing to a girl that lost out on a chance to go see that show. So those three things were a highlight. And the whole cast kind of synced up everything. And it was pretty cool. I love it. Are you a Broadway guy? I am. I'm a Broadway guy. I've got uh, a daughter who's 15 who does musical theater. So um, I, I wasn't prior to my daughter kind of getting into it. But now, man, I, I love it. I'm probably a dozen Broadway shows deep and committed. That's Doc and Joe, that was one of my things that I did as a player. It was one of the initiations I did for rookies. I would say to them when we'd have a Saturday day game in New York, hey, I'm going to take you guys to dinner. And I didn't tell them that I was also taking them to a Broadway show afterwards. And I would indoctrinate them. And so it was dinner and a show. And so I saw Les Mis and Phantom probably 14, 15 times because I didn't risk any of the off-Broadway or other shows. I always went to one of the top shows with those guys. So I'm, I'm a huge Broadway guy. That's very cool, Oral. God, I wish I was a rookie when, uh, when, uh, <laughs> when playing with you, man. I would have uh, got to see, uh, see those shows along uh, many years prior. Did you have we, the... Uh, Joe, go ahead, oh. Yeah, did you have did you have the uh tradition of the guy who made the most money picked up the dinner check? Oh yeah. Well, we had we had that one, but I, I love the 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 my favorite we had that, but then we also had the standard, you know, the guys that make the money that you all pitch in, but the one I love most, which all I know you know and Joe <laughs> I know which Pino, one you're going. <laughs> is the credit card roulette. That's always a treat. <laughs> you know, you get that rookie and we go to this his first great big league dinner and you know there's wine everywhere everyone's got the, the <laughs> filet and then all the appetizers then here comes a check and the next thing you know we get dropped with the other uh, credit card roulette so they got me when i was a rookie in cleveland Ooh. so uh i'll never forget it 
Joe, they always rig it so the rookie's credit card is the last one to come out and he has to pay. But then they did don't you ever get screwed on that oral? Oh, I, I've d- definitely got, had the prank played on me, but no, they don't actually make you uh, pay it. Oh, but okay. I have heard just in the NHL the they do. In you. the NHL, they, huh. I've heard of guys having to pay, guys that are bonus babies and stuff. Speaking of rookies, though, uh, we are all rookies when it comes to this podcasting thing. So I, let's see, I, I reached out to Oral about this, I don't know, a month ago. Oh, it's something we've talked about through the years. It'd be fun to do sometime, but we never considered it seriously. And once we kind of got Oral on board, uh, we said, what can we do to make this extra interesting? What can we do to make this something that would really be uh, meaningful for people to listen to and, and make people want to listen to us? Because you don't listen to uh, you and I for so long, Oral. But we, yep. we said, you know what? Why don't we see if Doc would be open for joining us each episode? You know, we're not talking about have him on as a guest here and there. We want Doc to be a staple on this show. Doc, you said yes. I said, yes, I'm all in. And I think for me is, you know, I think that now in this age of podcasting and, you know, I think with you two, the relationship that we have, I just want it to be, as you said, Joe, I wanted to be a part of something that's different, that's unique. And I think that um, I wanted people to be a part of the conversation that you, myself and Oral have at the ballpark. And obviously uh, we're quarantined right now, but, you know, I want this, uh, these discussions to go anywhere from baseball to you know what we're doing on the day-to-day and just make it like you said Joe interesting to our our listeners what's the uh, household like at the Roberts right now with the quarantine though Skip well I, I think that fortunately we've had some good weather in San Diego so we've been able to go and and do some walks I've got a gym set up in one of our garages so um, trying to stay active with that. I've been doing the Peloton thing and uh, I'm doing this Peloton challenge. So I'm doing it every day and I do the 30 minute ride. So Alex Toussaint is my guy. He's oh yes. Uh, I love it. Do you do, uh, you do club bangers? What, what's your favorite Alex Toussaint? Um, I'm, I'm more on the, uh, I do the hip hop. So you know, whether it, yeah, whether it's the 90, 90s or the, uh, the current hip hop, I'm all about the hip hop. My uh, wife is working out. We're watching our shows. Um, we're doing a lot of cooking. Not as much as you, Joe, um, <laughs> but we're doing a lot of cooking and, and, and eating. I set the bar grossly high on, uh, on how much cooking we're doing. Doc, do you, have, uh, do you have the Peloton like looking out over skyscrapers and stuff? Or what's your... <laughs> I, I don't have the Peloton uh, looking out over skyscrapers. Uh, it's looking out into my yard. So it's kind of got the, the dumbbells, the, the treadmill, the little universal deal, and then the Peloton right there kind of in front of the TV a little bit. But um, I go with the iPod speakers, ear, earphone deal, and, and go with my hip hop. Um, so Alex Toussaint, you said, I know there are other Peloton people out here. Alex Toussaint, Cody Rigsby's good i don't know if you do any cody rigsby no i, I need to okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna write that one down cody rigsby so yeah. is there a certain genre or or type of he's ride? just he's so much fun uh, he, he a lot of pop music with him uh, but those are my two alex Toussaint and cody rigsby we need to get oral on a peloton though hey guys i got my own workout i got Ooh. my own workout i do i do uh Three sets of 20 of calf raises. I do couch squats. So I use the couch to help me get up and down. 
I do push-ups on the couch, angled off the back of the couch. Uh, I do crunches. And what is my other exercise? That's about it. So you got time oh, no, I do high stepping. I do high step in, in place, yeah. high stepping. But I'm getting there. I'm, 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 I'm moving up to the Peloton. I, I love that. Oral, that, that's really good. I, I can relate to the, uh, the getting up and down off the couch. I do that pretty well these days. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm on the back of the couch, Skip. Oh, got so it. So the back of it. the couch, kind of like a wall squat, but I don't have a ball for the wall squat. So I'm, I'm doing my squat near the couch. But if I lose my balance or I need a little help, I, and, it's, and it's, I don't go all the way down because at 61 years old, the knees would just go shot. You know, absolutely absolutely so this is a baby workout these guys have been trying to get me to work out for like joe how long we've we been together five years six years uh, yeah yeah he's been trying to get me to work out for six years so i'm I'm starting during the quarantine here so let me share with you guys something that uh my wife and i've been doing um while we've been quarantined that i think is was something that i thought about but i never really committed to and it's it's uh it's part it's our diet and um, I know many of us has heard about this intermittent, intermittent fasting thing. Yeah. And this has been actually pretty good because I go to bed at like 11 and I stop. So basically I can eat for eight hours. And so within reason, so from 12 to eight, I eat, I can eat. And then I get up and then I have my coffee. Um, it's kind of like a bulletproof coffee. And I get through mm -hmm. that and it's kept my energy up surprisingly. And I've, uh, I, I like to tell people I play for the tie, you know, I'm, I like to eat, you know, I'm, I can't do away with my red wine and I'm mixing a workout here and there, but the diet is important. So I don't kind of go the other way. So I'm kind of right where I need to be. But when you're eating, are you eating certain foods? Or are you eating whatever you want? I, I think I'm eating certain foods, but you know, I can still mix in a little, a couple glass of wine, which I do. And that's telling. Um, I can have a dessert here and there. I eat what I want. I, I mean, but I don't go crazy, but I still think I'm very mindful and um, feel good. Coral, you would, I mean, you go in and out of diets like like <laughs> nobody's business. What are you doing right now? Because I know you, you was basically like no red meat last time I saw you, which was yeah, a month ago or I so. Am, I'm way off of that now because of the grilling and because of, you know, the chicken. And so I would say that I've got to get back on, you know, low on the red meat. I've got to get back on to more fish and I've got to get more plant-based. And it has been hard because we don't want to go to the grocery store very often to be exposed and to keep fresh produce in the house. It's kind of hard. So uh, it's been more meat in my diet now. And I, I hope uh, I can get away from it. You say you really feel the difference too, right? Yeah, I feel it a ton difference, especially in the energy level, like Dave was talking about. And I, I pretty much intermittent fast. I know we're talking about, you know, Dave says he goes to bed around 11. Well, I, I get up around 11. <laughs> 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 the, uh, you know, when you get up is, is always in, in proportion to when you went to bed. And with this quarantine, I've been going to bed sometimes at three in the morning and sometimes at 10 at night. Just depends on if I get hooked into a TV show or hooked into something on, on the tube or my book. And all of a sudden, this is really messing with my clock. Uh, Dave, let's steer this a little bit towards baseball. What what are you hearing? I know we, we hear stuff, but like how much of it can you really believe? What are you hearing about where we're at right now and what the chances are that we get this thing going at some point? Well, I think from, from my vantage point, I, I think from, from a lot of us that kind of, you know, have some 
are in the know in some capacity of what's going on. I think the thing that's encouraging is Major League Baseball and the commissioner's office, the owners, and the players' union, the number one thing is that they're aligned in the sense that they want to play baseball uh, as soon as we possibly can. That's that's healthy for everyone involved. Um, and they want to play as many games as possible. So I think that now the question is how and when. Um, and, and when is, you know, obviously with, with uh, the government and, and when we see fit that we can keep people healthy as far as social distancing and flattening the curve. I think that there's a lot of speculation on. Um, so once we figure that out, um, we'll know more. But I do think that everything is on the table with all parties involved, which is a good thing. Um, double headers, um, expanding rosters. Uh, you know, we talked, we heard just recently as far as games and spring training, everything to be held in Arizona, which obviously, you know, there's a lot of ways you can pull coals and anything. But I think the important thing is that the conversations are being had. So hopefully they can get more cemented as uh, decisions as far as on the more global and, uh, you know, our side of things as far as the country. You know, when you think about we want baseball back and then you think about how we're going to do it, but it all depends on the time frame, because if you're talking about an 80 game season compared to 130 game season compared to seven inning double headers, all the different strategies relate to how much time do we have and and what's the you know, what is the time frame? Is and it, nobody is, has that answer. Right. That's like. It's and and you want to keep baseball relevant because everybody wants it, but you don't. I really worry. What I worry about is, I think that the critics and the fans are going to be very graceful in whatever kind of baseball we bring back. But the farther we get away from the pandemic and the farther we get back, closer we get to normal, I think the critical eyes of the changes baseball makes are going to always be there. And there's always going to be something to relate back to. And it might be hard then to get back to normal baseball if you introduce too many radical things to the game. Yeah, and I think that that's a, that's a good point. And I think that what baseball is doing, and I, I believe this is the case where there's different scenarios. You know, you can call mm -hmm. it A, B, and C, one, two, and three. So now when you're looking at a potential you know, June 1 versus July 1 versus August 1, whatever, whatever it is, I think that right. everything comes into play because, you know, you've heard of seven inning doubleheaders, a nine and a seven. That's probably not as relevant, but if you're looking at July or August to get as many games into play split doubleheaders to get the gates to play a baseball game in its entirety, albeit seven innings. Now that scenario comes into play. So I think that's the thing that, that we got to be mindful of. So as we hear all these different ideas, they kind of go into the buckets of the one, two, and three scenarios. Oral and I chatted about this in the first segment, Dave, what is the floor of how many games you can play and have it be a, a real season you know like do we do you get to a point where you say well we can only play 50 now so it's not worth doing or you know you know what I mean yeah you know what I, I think that that's a that's a fair fair question I do believe that to Oral's point earlier as far as the fans being very nimble open to whatever we do as an industry um I think that one part of it is the fan interest in, in giving 
our country, the world an outlet as far as sports. And that's really important. And the other part of it is now you're talking about, you know, statistics and all these things. That's kind of a byproduct of obviously playing the game. And, and I think that in this unprecedented time, it's not the most important thing. So I think that this is kind of, um, you know, not the norm, but I do think that the main thing is that we play baseball in whatever context. Um, but to your question, Joe, I really don't know that answer. I do know that, you know, whether it's 80 games, 70 games, 81 games, I think that the people that are playing are going to constitute that and categorize that as a major league season. And we're looking to try to win a championship. If that's the games that are presented. You mentioned to us earlier, one of the best things you saw this week was Joe Kelly ripping a workout. He is, uh, by the way, sneaky ripped, sneaky jacked in great shape. What else have you seen from the guys? What is everybody up to? Um, all the guys are doing, you know, they're, they're very, they're being very creative. I saw the other night, two nights ago, I think that they had a uh, virtual game night, <laughs> which was, uh, I I'm guessing uh, JT was uh, the one who uh, spearheaded that one. So uh, I don't know what game they played, but for me uh, as a manager to know that they're still connecting, that's really exciting. Um, so I mentioned Joe doing his workout. Um, you got uh, Matt Beatty and Edwin Rios kind of living together. They're hitting pinto beans uh, with broomsticks. <laughs> so that's cool. Luxie's uh, working on his brand and he's got his own YouTube channel. Um, you know, JT staying active. You know, months is going crazy. Cody, they're all trying to work out and do their thing. Um, Brandon McDaniel, uh, you guys know, has been kind of doing the virtual workouts with these guys. So that's been good. And the Dodgers also allowed these guys to take a lot of the equipment from our CBR, the, the spring training complex weight room, to be able to take that home with them to do their workouts um, as we get through this quarantine uh, situation. So They've been pretty creative. Uh, Chad Chop, our video coordinator, probably takes a cake, guys, and um, we might have to get him on at some point in time to go through his uh, daily workouts. It, it's uh, from the workouts that he's doing at home, which are very comical. I don't know how productive, but there's a lot of uh, comic relief, and the TikToks that he's come up with are pretty impressive. i tell you what, I've been uh... – Really proud of what JT and Courtney are doing there at the Dream Center and feeding so many people. That's absolutely amazing to follow that. And then Ross Stripling, speaking of podcasts, his has been kind of fun. I saw him with uh, Cody Bellinger the other day. So there's a lot of activity going on. It's a lot of uh, camaraderie with the guys, which is really cool to see. It is. It is. And, and I think that's, that's, that's the thing, uh, guys, that I love that discussion, that point, this topic of, of helping and, and looking at you know, this situation that we're all in, that we're very fortunate, but there's opportunities. And Justin is a guy and Courtney, his wife, they always look for opportunities to help. And what they're doing at the Dream Center and getting Max and other guys on our ball club and their wives to help out and give. And I do think that, you know, when we look back at this, you're going to see so many people helping out, you know, because right now millions are losing jobs. Um, millions more are going to be filing for unemployment benefits. Um, the frontliners are out there right now as we talk, they're putting their lives at risk, helping people in need, and they're taking, it's taking time away from their families. So now for all of us to do our part to help is it, pretty amazing. Uh, Doc, you and your wife, Trish, have gotten involved in things as well. I think I saw with Bud Black and his wife. We have, we have. And, and it's one of those things where we basically 
you know, we all do different things for charity and some are more out there, some are more under the radar. Um, but I think that, but Trish and I, we have friends, obviously local friends, a friend of ours owns his place called Sushi on the Rock, Paul Johnson and his wife Celeste and wanted to help them because as they have to potentially not lay people off, which a lot of businesses are having to go through this and also a way to help people um, that are part of the hospitals, the physicians, the doctors, uh, you know, people that are really up and close with these, uh, with the patients. And so us reaching out to them and wanting to pay for their, their, the meals to then get them delivered to the hospitals here. Um, and Buddy and, and his wife, Nan, and now other players in San Diego from Trevor Hoffman, the Machados, David Wells, um, James Shields is getting involved, other players, and Andrew Friedman and I are going to do that with our wives up in Los Angeles as well with local restaurants that need support to keep going and then to now help different hospitals and workers. And so it's a win-win for everybody, and hopefully this will spur other people to kind of help out in any way they possibly can. Dave, I want to help you. Where do you send a donation? That'll be great, Oral. Um, you and Dana, I'll put you in contact with Tricia, and okay. um, she's got a Venmo account, and then, yeah, we'll tag it to the hospital, um, and that would be amazing, Oral. Yeah, I think some of these hospitals in different places, it would be great, like, if they register, like, if they were getting married, you register, like, which days you need food, because you don't want too much food to show up, then it goes to waste. You want to spread it around. So that we're here in Vegas and locally. So we're, we're part of this also. And we, we ask the different places that we think we want to help or are helping to make sure that on the day we're sending food, that they don't have anybody else doing it. And you kind of register and keep that communication line open because you just don't want it to go to waste, but it's also great to spread it around and help. No, absolutely. Because I think that the main thing is that there's plenty of people that could benefit from this. How you manage it is certainly important. And a story I heard earlier uh, from a friend of ours that works at a hospital is, you know, these late night shift workers obviously need the energy, need the nutrition, and their only meals are, are out of vending machines. And so that's just very unfortunate. So for us to kind of give them a nutritious hot meal you know, whether hospitals in Vegas, here in San Diego, up in Los Angeles, anywhere in our country, yeah. you know, it, it's a win. Have either of you guys read the book Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl? I have not. So I just I just read it recently. That's something I guess I'm doing a bunch of during this quarantine is reading. But uh, he talks about, you know, silver linings and trying to take suffering and impossible situations and find a way to get a victory in those situations. Mm -hmm. He was in a concentration camp, and he said that the survivors in the concentration camp were the ones who were able to have this goal in mind and have this, this thing that they were searching for to, to help them get through it, not to make any kind of comparison to a concentration camp to this. But the point is, hopefully there are things like this where we can find a silver lining in this whole thing and use this as an opportunity to, to help people around us and to just be good humans. Yeah, I, I'm, I definitely have noticed that, you know, I'm under one roof with Dana, and it's really strengthened our marriage, I feel less critical, uh, little things don't bother me as much, I feel like that that is changing me as a person as far as like, just what's important. And, 
you know, lowering your expectations along a lot of things, but raising the expectancy of how much fun it is to do simple things. And I didn't realize how much we touch in the world, you know, hugging, hmm. talking, all the different things that we're almost not allowed to do now outside of our homes. It is so really different. And I can't wait to get back into the public and meet fans and be around players and talk and high five and do all the things that we're used to doing. And touch, touch at yeah. home, right? You know, get back to touching with Dana. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but it, but it's interesting is that, you, you know, you look back at, you know, you mentioned the concentration camps and, and we're not trying to compare that certainly, no. um, but 9-11, you know, and I think that right. to your point, Oral, is things are going to be different. And yeah. that's one thing that we are going to come out of this, that we do take things for granted, but how we travel, how we, uh, you know, how we socialize, how we do business day to day, all of that stuff is going to be different. And that's whether good or bad, there is going to be a new normal, which, you know, after 9-11, the new way we travel, it's a new normal. So I think that's one thing. But as far as kind of takeaways, um, we had this conversation in our household a couple of days ago, as far as three things that we're going to take away uh, from this quarantine. And I think for me, it was just being, you know, more physically fit, um, you know, increasing my faith and then also just being more present with my wife and kids. And so I think that everyone, you know, looking at this from the lens of an opportunity, everyone, I do think that it's forcing our country and even outside of our country to just kind of take a step back and reset. So hopefully there is some good things that can come out of this pandemic. Yeah, I think you you nailed the word there. And it's actually a word in that book, too, that he uses. And that is opportunity, right? One way to look at this is, oh, woe is us having to go through everything everybody's going through. But like, yeah, it can be an opportunity to, to find ways to help other people to better yourself, you're into self improvement. You know, who knows how long this whole thing is going to go, but let's not just sit here and, and wait for it to end. Let's do something about it, right? Oh, yeah, when I think about it, it's that's what different days bring different moods, but I'm trying to find that consistency in who I am on a daily basis to find those opportunities and to get better. And so, like you said, reading and, and you know, not just plopping down in front of the TV and, and sitting on the couch and having a glass of wine and just staying there, but finding ways to get, get moving and to, to really improve myself and then to, to reach out into the community. So, we, we actually reach out in the community a little bit more, I would say, than go to the grocery store now, where before it was all about supplies and what do we need and what is it looking inward. And now it's more about looking outward and really how can we help. We're going to finish this segment each week uh, with a top four list. And this week's top four, Oral and I are going to give ours once we get into, uh, once we say goodbye to Doc, but top four list this week. Figured let's help the people out. Top four shows, Doc, to binge watch during the quarantine. Ooh, top four shows to binge watch during the quarantine. Okay, I'm going to go. Um, go number four first. Go number four first. I'm going to go um, Little Fires Everywhere. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go Succession. Ooh. I'm going to go Poldark. And I'm going to finish with Sherlock. Okay. So uh, Succession is all the rage. Everybody tells me I should watch that. Numbers four and two, I'd never heard of those. 
So Poldark is this, uh, it's this uh, British show. It's, it's kind of, I think it's like Northern Ireland. It, it's, it's a really good show. It, it, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, little Fires Everywhere. As I recall, I think that's the um, Reese Witherspoon, Kerry Washington, and that's really good. And Sherlock, we're just getting into right now, but I've heard nothing but great things. So I'm, I just put that at the top. Love it. Well, we're going to do this every week, as we mentioned, and uh, we're going to have some fun with it, right, Dave? Absolutely. That's what I want. I want, I want fun. Got to have fun. We're going to have man. fun for sure. See you, Skip. All right, guys. Thanks for having me, and uh, we'll catch up next week. Sounds great. Yeah. Oh, so good having Dave Roberts on and just getting to catch up with the skipper, get his thoughts, some of the thoughts on uh, the guys that are scattered around the country in this very weird time. We got his top four oral. This will be part of the episode each week. We're going to give our top four. And again, these are top four shows to binge watch during the quarantine. What is your number four? Number four, I'm not going to go with a show. I'm going to go with a channel. Ooh. And because we need to smile and laugh and have a little fun, I'm going with Game Show Network. Uh, we like binge that. game show network, have it on in the background when we don't want to get heavy and sit down and watch it. So if we're doing chores around the house or we're just relating to each other and hanging out, just having game show network on there. I love Steve Harvey and family feud. I love a lot of the different things on there. Idiot test, a whole bunch of shows on there. So I binge on game show network. I think that's good, man. My number four is a similar idea. I figure let's get something in there that makes people laugh of the office. Just binge reruns mm -hmm. of the office what's your number three <laughs> number three for me is uh law and order suv suv uh is it Dana suv is or is it svu it, oh yeah it's probably that too the it's SUV, SVU. you're right, right. special victim there may unit. be a law right. order suv in but i like but i have a i have a bmw yeah. x5 and i have an suv but yeah svu you're right okay special victims unit and you know what i usually join halfway through or hey honey it's time to do this and she's like no 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 can't turn this show off and i'm like we have record and she's like no i want to watch it and i'm like i always get hooked in then Dong. <laughs> right and that the yeah uh, yeah my number three is true detective season one okay not season two season two is maybe the worst season of television <laughs> ever season one okay. hey, it's only 10 episodes or whatever miniseries right. kind of thing but that is maybe the best single season of television i've ever watched and that was years ago yeah because right? yep. i remember looking at that what watching it maybe three four years ago they've got is three of them long? now yep so season two yeah. is bad season three was pretty good season three was much better than two but not close to one yeah i get it my number two yeah my number two is one that really made me think about how I got to know Dana and meet Dana because we really dated over the phone long distance. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we date and then 17 days apart and then we'd finally have another date and then two weeks apart. And so we dated long distance for two and a half years. And the show that really connected me back to those dating days is Love is Blind, where they put like 16 people in pods, girls on one side, guys on the other. You don't meet you don't see the person, but you have to get to know them through just talking to them through a wall. And if you end up asking them to marry you and they accept, that's when you finally get to see them. Wow. It's so it's a This it's is a, a current show, right? I feel like it I've is. seen Love okay. is Blind. Yeah, it's a current Man. show and it's multiple episodes. And it's something that if you, you want to dig into how relationships are built and how relationships uh, are 
are really not about looking at somebody. And then you find out they take the couples all the way through, like planning the wedding and living together and meeting the parents. And it, it's crazy. Wow. So it's like, you know, there's sometimes you, there's, boy, you don't look anything like your profile picture, but now it's, <laughs> no. oh, you don't look anything <laughs> like you sound. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, there are some guys and gals out there that have hot voices, right? right. You, you hear it and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm and a sucker for good a looking. raspy voice. Right? I well, mean, Dana's got every, a pretty good raspy voice, yeah, let's be honest. Every female from, singer on my on my playlist is raspy. <laughs> um, yeah. that's What's your number two? Breaking Bad. Oh, of course. It's... Uh, I, so it's my number two show to binge watch during the quarantine, but it is my number one show of all time. Yeah, I mean, that's in a category by itself almost. You really can't even put Breaking Bad on a list. Yeah, but I did. Like, and now, <laughs> and now, a drum roll on my desk. We probably could well, come up with special effects for that. I don't need to actually drum on the desk. What's your number first one? Ozark. Oh, really? Uh-huh. You're in it, huh? Oh, man, we're in season three right now. You know, the episodes are out, and I think we're at season three, episode seven. I think we, I'm going to be so depressed when we get through it, and we'll probably get through it tonight. I've heard a lot we, of people say it's awesome. It's awesome. It's really, really good. Um, I think that just the whole thing of how the whole family gets brought into this, and I don't want to ruin it for people out there that are going to go all the way back to the number one, season one and season two, and yeah. then now into season three, but it is a, it is a really, really good show about money laundering and great intelligent accounting. And then all of a sudden the mob and all of a sudden the drug cartel gets involved and it goes crazy. Sweet. <laughs> Turns up real quick, huh? Yeah. We're binging right now. Billions which is oh, yeah. really good. I wouldn't put that on the top four list, but when we wrap up Billions, Ozark is one of the shows that we're considering jumping into. Actually, Doc mentioned Succession. That's another yeah. one we we're considering getting into. Have you seen that yet? No, I have not. Okay, so maybe and, we can watch that And I've that tried together. Billions, but I need to give it a better chance. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Really good characters in there. There are some parts that are slow, but uh, I'm, I'm burying the lead here. My number one show to binge yeah. watch during the quarantine, and this is going to be a little bit controversial, Actually, I told mm-hmm. my wife that this was my number one. She said, you can't say that. This show's not good, is it? And I said, well, no. But what is it on, like a Playboy channel or something? No, no. <laughs> okay. Had we gone to a top five, maybe we would have gone, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, Lost. Oh, okay. It's such a bad show. But yeah. I binge-watched Lost when I got my first job in baseball in Montgomery, 2010. Yeah. So we were we were just boyfriend and girlfriend at that point, my now wife and I. And I moved down mm-hmm. to Montgomery a couple months before she did. So I got down there early January and was in an apartment with no furniture. I had basically, I had a beanbag chair and a TV and a mattress. And I, I raced through Lost like it was nobody's business. And it is just the, it's horrible, right? But it is the best show to binge watch, to watch one after another, after another, yeah. after another. So if you've never watched Lost, uh, I'm sorry, but you should. And I'm, I'm sorry after you do, because you're going to finish it and be like, what the hell was that? And why did Joe tell me to and, watch and, that? Uh, why did you rate it number one? Because and it's just, it's a, it's a wonderful journey to kill time. Okay. <laughs> All right. I believe you. Uh, we're also going to have, at the end of the show each week, a mailbag where we take two or three questions from social media. So yeah. tweet at us for episode two next week. For and sure. We'll pick the top two or three questions and we'll answer those on the air. Final piece, 
What are you most looking forward to this week, Oral? You know what? Really starting to get into my workouts now and going, now you guys, you know, Skipper and you on the Peloton and working out and putting gyms in your garages. I've got to get better at that and getting back to more plant-based diet. I'm looking forward to really, this has gone on so long that for me, I've kind of experimented with days Mm -hmm. of like, okay, these three days I'm doing this and oh, now I'm bored. I will do this. This is looking like it's going to go on for a little bit longer. So I really need to get into a regiment. So I'm looking in, looking forward to that. It's funny. I love you so much. You say that. And I look down at what I have written down for this one. Cooking a thick tomahawk ribeye on Easter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I swear I didn't I come wish up with I, just to I'll be get different. in the car and I'm coming. No, uh, but I, you know what? I look forward to watching those videos all the time when you post them. Well, I'll be sure to send you send you those videos. If you're going to actually, you know, by the time you're done with the Dodgers, 35 years from now or whatever it's going to be, you're going to probably have to do a cookbook. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit honest. I hope that I come out of this whole thing with some kind of cooking deal. Oh, really? Come on, people. That's a goal? Like, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm only you half on the kidding. cooking channel? Like, look, I, no, no. Big Green Egg, people say, yeah. why don't you tag them? Why yeah. am I going to tag Big Green Egg if they're not giving me anything to tag them for? Right? Like, oh. I'm not giving them free publicity. Oh, there you go. You know, I'm taking a hard line on this. I'm, I am <laughs> you're, sweating you're in the kitchen. You're quite the businessman. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we got the we got plant based for oral and workouts for oral. We got a ribeye going on at the Davises on Easter, uh, and then next week, as far as looking forward to the show, we're going to get your thoughts, Oral, and you have a lot of them. I, I have yes. heard, and some of us have heard these thoughts over a glass of wine or five. Mm-hmm. Oral's thoughts on the Astros sign stealing scandal, and I don't even really want you to comment on it right now. I want you to save it for next week, but that's something you're going to want to hear, and I think we all have our opinions on it. A lot of people have voiced their opinions, but Oral has a, it really, it really struck Oral deeply when the details mm-hmm. of this thing came out because he put himself in the shoes of the people affected. And uh, I can't wait to hear his take on that. And then Dave Roberts, Oral is going to take us kind of into his day to day, just very simply. And then he's also going to give us kind of a, how the sausage is made in terms of how lineups are produced and uh, how they go about game planning and just the way that the collaboration all works. Yeah, it's going to be fun to hear the skipper on that part because, you know, his day doesn't start just like when he gets in the car on the way to the ballpark. He's texting players and he's doing all kinds of stuff. So I can't wait to get into the nitty gritty and kind of paint a picture of his day and how we interact with him and how he interacts with the media and the players and and the whole thing from pregame meetings to all the stuff that he does. I want to say thank you to Rick Grajewski, our stats guy and our brain really during baseball season, our researcher. And now our podcast producer. So thank you to Rick. Uh, thank you to Paul Briggs, who made the artwork for the podcast. Paul Briggs is the man behind Frozen, right? So he, he is the lead art director at Disney on Frozen, uh, several other shows or movies as well. And he, uh, he was kind enough to draw those up and make you look about 14 years old. I appreciated him very much with the different little touch-ups and, hey, how'd you guys like this? And, you know, can I have bigger eyeballs? Uh, <laughs> I look like I'm squinting too much yeah, and my nose, is too, my nose is too pointy. Uh, the other thing that we have, and this is the last thing I promise you don't have to listen to us talk any longer. We got a special surprise coming at the start of the show next week from a friend of yours with some musical talents. 
Yeah, I'm not even. I I don't want to advertise it yet. I we're gonna say tease it with there's music coming, okay. with lyrics and a theme song, and uh, hopefully next the, week we'll tell yeah. you the artist next week. Yeah. yeah, he's he's he said he could get it done he in did. a couple days. Yeah, we asked him how long before you can finish this, and he said, well, yeah, I'm in quarantine in my house. I think I can have it by episode two. So we will hold the mystery <laughs> man to that. Love you, buddy. This is fun. All right, pal. <laughs>